Good afternoon. This is Brian Sprang. I'm the Chief Information Officer here at Quest Federal Credit Union. This afternoon, we're embarking upon a journey to record a podcast series. We're titling it Exploration, and we hope to embark upon that journey to discuss topics that are important to our board, staff members, and the general public. Today, I'm here with our co-host, Matt Jennings. Yes, Chief Executive Officer of Quest Federal Credit Union. Thanks for having me, Brian. This is going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, we're excited to do this. And uh, now that we have our introductions out of the way, how long have you been Chief Executive Officer at Quest Federal Credit Union? Well, I actually started late December of 1997. Uh, it was December 29th, as a matter of fact. So coming up on 23 years, uh, my first year on the job, the title was technically Operations Manager. And that's something that it's kind of an old title. Mm -hmm. that they used in the credit union world. Prior to that, they called it treasurer manager. So just a little credit okay. union uh, trivia there. But uh, but they made me the operations manager and it was kind of a handshake deal where, hey, look, come aboard. Um, I was new. I was young. I had some banking experience. I had some collection experience, lending experience, um, but not a lot of management experience of, of people, you know, right. the human resource side of it. And so the board said, look, come aboard. Um, you know, we're going to do this for a year. And we'll see exactly where we're at in a year from now. And if we're satisfied and you're satisfied and we're moving along, uh, then we'll promote you to chief executive officer and we'll just roll with it. So kind of nice. like a, you know, and, and you're a soccer fan. I'm a football guy, but uh, kind of like a player option. Yeah. You know, we each had the option <laughs> to bail at the end of that first year. Uh, but fortunately for both of us, you know, it was a great fit. Uh, the credit union was in a great spot and poised to grow. And I was just young enough and maybe just dumb enough not to know what I was getting myself into. <laughs> Into, uh, but it was a great it was a great start, and you know it's been an amazing twenty three years. A lot of ups and downs and highs and lows, but mostly up and mostly high. Yeah. And so it's it's been a great opportunity for me. That's amazing. So you've been here with Quest for twenty three years, but how long has Quest itself been in operation? Well, as you know, we celebrated our fiftieth year last yes. year in two thousand and nineteen. So this is year fifty one that we're about ready to close the books on. Um, we also have a sister credit union and everyone knows we have a branch location in Bell Fountain, Ohio. That was originally the IGA or Independent Grocers Association Federal Credit Union headquartered in Bell Fountain, but then they also had uh, a branch or a part-time branch in another one of their plants up in Frankenmuth, Michigan. They formed in 1954. So, I mean, you could say that we've been around since 1954 and that's a shout out to the, the crew in Bell Fountain and Logan County and, and the fact that they grew that credit union and uh, and stayed in existence, which isn't easy to do for small credit unions over the years. Uh, but technically, we were formed as Kenton Rockwell Standard Federal Credit Union. That's a mouthful. Yes, it was. Answering the phone in those early days was just like, yeah, Rockwell Credit Union. You know, <laughs> we just uh, we just ran with it. But uh, so 51 years and it's been great. And it started out with a, a group of men and women uh, that were Rockwell employees that decided they 
wanted something different in banking. They wanted something that was a little more fair, um, something that they could have ownership of. Sure. And uh, and we can dive into the ownership part of the credit union and how that is, whether that's today or in another uh, episode of exploration. But um, those men and women went around and they had membership cards in their lunchboxes and they had applied for um, a charter with the National Credit Union Administration or NCUA. And that's sort of the credit union or not sort of, it is the credit union's version of the FDIC, which is most commonly known. Um, they were granted approval and they had X amount of time to get it formed up and, you know, members and stuff like that. But it was five bucks to join. I'm proud to say 20 or 51 years later, it's still five bucks to yeah. join. Um, and they went around and they gathered membership uh, throughout, you know, lunch breaks and union meetings and stuff like that and signing up their spouses at home. And lo and behold, they turned it into its own little credit union and formed a board of directors, um, you know, formalized bylaws, started having monthly meetings, uh, determining how they were going to establish savings for people. And a lot of times it was just savings accounts or what we call in the credit union world share accounts. Um, but it was also little Christmas clubs and vacation clubs and maybe a little college fund for the kids or something like that. So that's really the origination. And it's it's a great story. I mean, it's just a grassroots, um, you know, common bond thing amongst a bunch of people that, that they wanted something different and a little Absolutely. better. Absolutely. That's fantastic. You mentioned the board of directors. Um, what what role does the board of directors play? And, and can you explain that process a little bit more? Absolutely. Board of directors. And, you know, this is a little different than the standard banking world. And right. you can't see me, but I'm doing the, the <laughs> hand quotes. <laughs> right. Um, but our board of directors are all volunteers. At most financial institutions, those are compensated positions in some form or another. We're just like a co-op. And, you know, the local examples of co-op that everyone's familiar with are the Heritage Elevators, uh, Mid-Ohio Energy Co-op, Logan County Electric Co-op. So we function that exact same way. The the board members come from within our membership. Uh, They're 100 percent volunteer. They're not compensated in any way, shape or form, with the exception of the occasional jacket or T-shirt or (laughs) pizza at the board meeting. You know, that's what they do it for, I guess, is the big reward. Uh, But really, they're like minded individuals, just like those original board members that um, they want to help. They're community minded. They're um, they're member driven. They want to help people, you know, uh, of all means. But in particular, people that uh, of lesser means that need some financial literacy help and maybe just need a hand up and and a free and a fair shot at, sure. at trying to get their lives on track or get started right. Um, nine times out of 10, the board members, uh, you know, they'll reach out and express some interest. And then when there's a opening on the board of directors, they are nominated to mm-hmm. uh, to run for the board. It's an annual election cycle. Yeah. We have nine board members currently. That used to be seven when I started. But when we added Logan County and now Wyandotte County, we expanded that board number just a, a little bit so we could be a little more inclusive to those other communities. Sure. And uh, and so they serve three year terms and beyond the board of directors. And, and that's sort of, you know, we have the membership. If you look at it, um, you know, kind of a illustration in your mind, you have the membership is this big overreaching group of people, approximately 14,500 of us. Right. right. right that um, those are the bosses. I mean, yes. in a, in the cooperative mindset, they're the boss. Right. 
And then they select or vote on the board of directors and that board of directors set the vision. They set, you know, they, they work with management, you and I, and the other uh, C-suite level and and MVP level managers to set our growth goals and where we want to go in the future. Um, And then they, of course, then hire and fire a CEO. And then they leave the day-to-day operations, so to speak, to me uh, and my crew and my staff, you included. Um, and they are more focused on where are we headed down the road? You know, right. where do we need to be in uh, next year, five years? And, and, and we can talk about that process down the road, too, uh, sure. as far as planning. There are subcommittees of the board that are not true voting board members. Right. You know, the, the board, that group of nine actually vote and, you know, ratify minutes, ratify financials policy, that kind of stuff. But we have a supervisory committee. A lot of places may call that an audit committee. Right. Their oversight is one, make sure we're doing it the right way, ethically, honestly, you know, we're in balance. We pass our audits with flying colors and or if we have a couple comments or something that we get them corrected in a timely fashion. In the credit union world, they call audits an exam when it's by the NCUA. So they have oversight of that, making sure that NCUA comes in, they look at our books, they look at our loans, they look at our human resource, our IT policy, all of that stuff. Anything that you know, if we have a little deficiency and we've been really fortunate for many years that it's minor cleanup stuff, the small regulatory change or something like that. So supervisory does a great job of just making sure that our T's are crossed and our I's are dotted and that we're doing it the right way. And then aside from that, we have the credit committee and credit committee are elected as well. The supervisory is appointed by the board. Credit committee is elected by the membership. Three people, one per year on a three-year term. And those folks are really a sounding board for our lenders. Uh, They are the people that if there's just a decision that's so far out of policy um, that a lender may get in trouble, you know, making that call. um, You know, if there's one that's, that's really tough, we want to help somebody, um, but maybe it falls outside of lending guidelines, you know, what's, what's acceptable within rules and regulations. Um, these in this currently are three, three men, these, these guys take a look at it and, uh, and, and they'll give us the, okay, like, yeah, it's okay to do this or no, we're not comfortable with that. And another function of credit committee is if anyone ever feels like they didn't get a fair shake from a lending officer, then they can always say, I'd like a credit committee review. review. Exactly. Um, kind of a, you know, an appeal, so to speak. And then we absolutely take all of our documentation and we provide all of that to credit committee and their, their oversight and assistance. And two of those guys have been around for a long, long time and they're really knowledgeable. One young guy is, uh, you know, a full year in now and he's really getting good at it. Like he's learning. Uh, but I think, it, as you well know, in lending, that takes years, and years Absolutely. to figure out. So that's kind of the long, the long answer to a gotcha. short question gotcha. about the board. But that's like the full description of who they are and what they do. Yeah. For anybody who's not familiar, as a cooperative, there are seven principles that uh, guide a cooperative. And like Matt said, there are many examples of those in Hardin, Logan and Wyandotte County, as well as across the United States. But those cooperative principles for you, real quick, number one, open and voluntary membership. So it is open to all people who can reasonably, reasonably use its services and stand willing to accept the responsibilities of membership. And we do that regardless of 
of race, religion, gender, or economic circumstance. Another is uh, democratic member control. So for that $5 share that Matt referenced earlier, you actually are able to participate in those elections of board members, committee members, or other general policies that affect the membership as a whole. So if we were ever in, involved in a merger or um, going increasing our field of membership right. would that yeah. also Absolutely. go to the, to the membership for a vote? So those are the kind of matters that your share, your $5 share, that gets you t- the ability to vote. So one membership, one vote. Another uh, principle is the number three members economic participation. So with that uh, membership within the credit union, you are able to contribute to the well-being of the credit union and of the members of the credit union. So your deposits are put to use in terms of loans, and those loans are then uh, earning interest for the credit union, and those are returned in the form of dividends. Number four, autonomy and independence. We are uh, an autonomous and, uh, uh, you know, organization uh, built to stand on its own. And we do have oversight from the board and as well from a government agency, the NCUA, as Matt informed us of. Number five, education, training, and information. We provide financial literacy. That's the education piece that we really try to hammer home for our membership. So if anybody's looking to rebuild their credit, boost their credit score, or if they need help with budgeting or other financial literacy tools, we have those available. We use a program currently called Bonsai. We do that through the schools, but we also do do that through outside organizations and uh, just available free on our website as well. We have a games and other fun articles that can help you learn more about what it takes to build that build that credit score, what a loan is all about, what a mortgage is all about. So those are some of the uh, education and training pieces that we provide. Uh, number six is cooperation among cooperatives. So we are very uh, friendly with and very supportive of other cooperatives in the area, uh, both locally, regionally, and nationally. Um, and we participate as much as we can with those other in. Uh, Uh, businesses and industries. And then number seven is concern for community. And I think that that uh, will dovetail nicely into a question that we may get to now or down the road, but we really actively participate as much as we can within the community. Um, We like to develop our relationship with schools, organizations, other functions, whether that be through sponsorship or participation. There are so many of us on staff, uh, Matt, Matt, is a guiding beacon of, of what it means to be involved within the community and other organizations. But there are many of us that uh, also participate in those ways, either through just simple part participation or through leadership roles within those things like the United Way, the YMCA, uh, the golf course board of um, uh, board of directors and, and so many other organizations, hospitals, uh, both here in Hardin County, but also in in uh, Logan and Wyandotte County. So those are the seven cooperative principles in case anybody was wondering what, what that really stands for and why we do the things we do. Yeah. And I think that's great explanation of all of those. And it's a, it's an outstanding way to like begin this exploration sure. uh, uh, series that we're doing is for people to really understand right. what we're all about at Quest and, and all seven of, seven of those uh, principles mean something near and dear to us. And I know you've been around 
uh, as a board member. And then I happened to steal Brian away from the board of directors and and brought him on the staff, which has been a great addition. Uh, but like Brian said, you know, we have everything from 4-H advisors to church elders to chamber board members to, you know, just volunteers in the school. And, and it's part of what we do and who we are. And, uh, you know, that's part of giving back and it's part of building a better future for not just our membership, but our membership and our families, kids and grandkids, and just making Hardin Logan Wyandotte County the the best it can be and and hoping, and I'm sure we can all appreciate this, that hoping that our young people see this as a, a, a vibrant area um, that they want to come back to. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. And that there's opportunity. Absolutely. Um, we keep referring to it membership, and then we also refer to Hardin, Logan, and Wyandotte County. But Matt, could you explain why field of membership is important to us as a credit union and what that means? Yeah, absolutely. So there's two different kinds of credit unions out there. There are state chartered credit unions and federally chartered credit unions. Now, state chartered credit unions can vary widely all across the country because each state can determine their own uh, their own rules for financial institutions. Ohio has a department of financial institutions that if you're a state credit union, we are a federal credit union. Uh, Obviously, that's in our name. Uh, But that was something that was uh, selected way back in 1969. Uh, Those original charter board members felt like the federal charter was the way to go because um, it opens a lot of doors for rules and regulations. And and it allowed for back then what we called a SEG credit union. Now, SEG is short for Select Employee Group. So, you know, you've been around long enough and people can Google this and check it out on their own. But there's a you know, your mother came to us as a board member many years ago from Immaculate Conception Parish federal credit union. So a Catholic church can have its own credit union. A fire department can have its own credit union. A school can have its own credit union. In our case, a factory had its own credit union, which tended to be more normal in rural areas. Um, You get into the cities and I think you can appreciate this. You see a lot of Catholic credit unions. You see a lot of fire department or EMS. Correct. Yeah. 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 Big cities. Uh, Cleveland had for many years and I very well may still exist, but it was the entire uh, Cuyahoga County schools. So it was every school district were a part of that. Uh, But in, in the Kenton Rockwell case, you know, that was Rockwell obviously is a huge company still, but was a massive company then. But they treated each plant kind of its own, right. you know, its own animal, yes. its own its own creature. And uh, and these guys started that SAG or select employee group credit union. And it really just served Rockwell and their immediate family okay. members. And then over the years, they started to branch that out and add other SEG groups. So you sure. could add SEGs in. There was a, a very brief time in the mid 90s before I started where there was a big hullabaloo between banks and credit unions where um, there was a lawsuit filed on a federal level to stop the addition of SEGs and this, that, and the other. Okay. Ultimately, credit unions prevailed. Um, a lot of that has to do with our not for profit status that right. we're, we're really not doing this for the profit. We're doing it uh, to help the individual member and the family and, and make enough money to expand a little and keep yes. the lights on. Um, uh, so long story short, when I started, um, we were still a SAG credit union, right. hence the Kenton Rockwell Standard Federal right. Credit Union. And we had about 14 or 15 other SAG groups that were part of us. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, Hardin County was one. Yes. Um, Hardin Memorial Hospital. 
Okay. Hensel Ready Mix, uh, Precision Strip, International Paper. Yes. A lot of those uh, factories that saw the benefit in cooperative financial, yeah, you know, um, living for their employees and joined up. And uh, and so uh, once that lawsuit ended, I had started here okay. and um, and the goal was to get as to add six. And, and we kind of blossomed that up over a couple years to about 30. I, it was either 30 or 32 that we ended up with. But um, but the end goal being that sooner or later, we're going to have to become what they consider a community charter. Yes, credit yes. yes. community charter. OK, exactly. And that it, go right ahead, okay. Brian. <laughs> yeah, that uh, entails the membership is then open to those who live, work, worship or go to school. Correct. That is absolutely within right. within that community. And, and our community initially was just Hardin County it was just Hardin County. And we, um, we served, we opened our doors to everyone. We also, that was a, shortly thereafter, about three months, we opened the second office or the branch, what we call the Jake affectionately, which yes. is a shout out to the Cleveland Indians, but, um, the, the Jacob Parrot office right. over by the cemetery. And, and that's when we really, you know, grew it into a community credit union. Okay. Um, this side of town, as everyone knows, we're on the south side of Kenton, where the main office and, and Brian's at the Data and Lending Center. Um, it's a little more industrial, a lot of factories, some housing, but not as much. But you get to the other side of town, that kind of northeast corner. Well, that's, you know, where the shopping and the and the fast food restaurants and auto parts store, a couple, uh, well, the hospital, the school's not far, a couple housing developments. So it was more, that was more the community side. And this was more of the industrial factory end of town. But yes, we, we grew it out to Hardin Community, changed our name to Hardin Community Federal Credit Union. Yeah. And it was uh, it was a great thing because we were able to uh, we were able to diversify ourselves right. quite a bit in right. membership and uh, and risk uh, when, when we're sure. just associated with a handful of employers. Heaven forbid the economy turns on you. And now you suffer badly with them. Correct. And, and not that we wish that on anyone, but, you know, and, and being safety and sound minded financially, it was, Hey, we can't survive like this yeah. forever. Yeah. Uh, we need to make that move. So shortly thereafter, uh, you, you know, we, we became hardened community federal credit union. It was a genuine blessing and, awesome. uh, and a saving grace. Good, good. And then we opened up the membership with the chartering of Logan County, Logan, correct? Logan County was next. We chartered Logan County in 2008. Okay. And that was because, like I said earlier in the in the segment, uh, the Logan IGA had become the Logan Community Federal Credit Union. So you notice right. the trend there. Like that was that was <laughs> common for small rural credit unions to try to branch out a little bit and, and diversify themselves. Sure. So that board of directors decided that, you know, they were they were in good shape, but they felt like they needed some economy of scale. Yes. To, to be really successful. Right. And they reached out to us and we had a great conversation, hit it off. Well, uh, that merger wasn't without its hiccups, but it's been a blessing for them and for us. Uh, one, it preserved that credit union and Logan community became a part of Hardin community. And we expanded our field of membership uh, to include Logan County. And, and and it's been a great, a great addition or a great um, marriage, maybe right. is a better word. And so with that, 
chartering of, of Logan County. And then subsequently thereafter, we, we also chartered uh, Wyandotte County. But in between the chartering of uh, Logan and Wyandotte, we underwent a name change, correct? That is correct. And that's a great question. Um, you know, we're, we're going to get deeper into that, I think, in the next episode. But, you know, it's really tough. Um, you know, people listening to this could be from all over, but uh, I have a feeling maybe to be in the beginning, a lot of it will be hard in Logan, Wyandotte County people. And, you know, we all are neighbors and we cooperate and we share school districts and EMS EMS services, watersheds. I mean, you name it, uh, recreation between our area and Indian Lake. The list goes on and on. So everyone's friendly and everyone really, you know, it, it comes together when, when we need to, but we don't always identify with each other's name. And that's just, that's the way it is. Yeah, it's perfectly normal. There's nothing wrong with that. And so we, uh, we felt like it was going to be a really tough sell in Logan County to have Harden as part of it. Um, and, and a really tough sell and, and Harden to have Logan. And, you know, we wanted something that didn't sound like we pieced it together with duct tape. You know, we wanted something that would, you know, we had switched from Kenton Rockwell to Hardin community and that time between the two wasn't very long where here we go again, you know, it was about six years and we didn't want to be that guy, so to speak. And you know how that is with marketing and branding. You don't want to be switching your name all the time and it's just brand confusion and, and it doesn't create loyalty. So, so we, we embarked on quite a project. And, and came up with what I think is a fantastic name. And, you know, I'm, I, I would be remiss if I didn't add that, you know, we felt like we nailed the name and we nailed the definition of why we had the name. And again, we can get into that deeper. But really, I don't think we nailed the brand until we hired you. Well, thank you. Yeah, that, that was that. the kicker. That was the capper. Um, so yeah, Quest, the, the name of the credit union was chosen as Quest Federal Credit Union. And we've really embraced that and everything we try to do, uh, our tagline, explore the possibilities. Uh, we have several products that we love affectionately refer to with, with terms of, of journey, uh, expedition, um, exploration, the list can kind of go on and on, but we really, uh, we've really adopted that and, and taken that to the, uh, to the next level. Um, so we have our membership, we have our field of membership, um, member, 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 member service is really what we're all about. And, uh, you know, we've got really great, uh, staff at all of our branches in, uh, Ada, Bellfountain, our two Kenton locations and, and our upper Sandusky branch. But what about member service? Why is that culture so important to us? Well, it's a great question. And, you know, I think it goes back to those men and women carrying their lunch boxes with a card right. and willing to put that time in to go around and talk to their buddies who maybe were skeptical about what are you trying to get me into? Is this, you know, what, what are you talking about? Why am I giving you my money? Right. What are you going to do with? It? Right. And, and in the end, they all believed that they wanted something better. Right. And, and I'm not, you know, I'm never, ever going to throw stones at our competition. You know, I think uh, competition's a great thing. Yep. Uh, but I think what we excel at is that member experience and why it's important back to the original question is because that's why we were founded. Yes. Those folks felt like they wanted something different. They wanted something better. They wanted something where someone knew them and knew their name and knew their story and would listen to their problem. Mm-hmm. 
talk to them about their dream and guide them of how to get there. And so that started from day one, as far as I'm concerned, clear back in 1969. And when I was hired, it was drilled into me by all of the board members, but the likes of Doug Clark and Ron Reidenauer and Terry Minner and Dick Wilcox and Alan Barrett and Jeff Beach. And, you know, the list goes on and on and on that, you know, we, you are here to serve the, our membership. Right. This is what we do. And I would like to think that even through the tough times, even through the lows that we've had to experience, sure. which is typical business cycle stuff for financial institutions, that we've never lost sight of that. Right. That at the end of the day, and I know we have these conversations and management meetings and right. try to impress it upon staff, especially if they're new that like, look, no matter what, the member may not always be right. You know, that old saying, the customer's always right. That, you know, that doesn't always hold true. Right. But it is our duty to make it right with them. Right. And so no matter what, we're going to stop and we're going to listen to you and we're going to help you however we can, as long as it's ethical and legal and practical. uh, And and we're going to make it right with you. And I think that sets us apart. I don't think it. I know it. And I believe it with my heart. Yeah. Yeah. It's our mission Um, to quote something that I was provided when I started uh, on the staff in 2014. And it's on our website and on several publications and other pieces of marketing that we provide. But it's uh, a quote that really sticks with me. Building a dynamic financial organization that provides exceptional service and innovative products for our membership. Uh, We try to do that daily, whether it's uh, just, you know, when you come in and visit one of our branches, whether it's in the lobby, through the drive through, whether it's uh, whether you're embarking upon a technology journey and you're downloading our app app and using it for simply checking your balance, whether you're transferring money, paying bills, whether you're depositing a check with remote remote deposit, you know, all of those things, we try to build those and utilize those and put those in front of the member in a way that helps them grow and helps them uh, know that, that we're providing services exceptionally and that they have an opportunity to really, um, you know, work with their money and work with their financial institution and that they're not just a customer. They're not just a number. They really are part of what we are doing and hoping to, uh, to build this and grow this even further. Well stated. All right. One quick final question before we wrap it up. Um, and it may not be such a quick answer, but again, we've touched on it a little bit, the community development piece. Um, you know, we try to, uh, participate in, in so many ways and, uh, are, do you have any final notes on that or any final thoughts on community ve- development and why that's so important to us? Well, I think that it starts with, you know, our, our board of directors, like we said, right from the get go, they're volunteers. And they do this because they want to help people. And so that starts to rub off. Mm -hmm. And I think that we have a a large staff now, what I consider a large staff, you know, 50 50 employees and and going. Um, But really, you know, we're all part of this community together, you know, regardless of where we go to school or went to school or religious belief or non-religious belief, none of that really matters. At the end of the day, we all live here together. We want what's best for each other. We want what's best for our kids and our future. And, and so I was encouraged early on by the board of directors and I'm, and I feel like I, I try really hard to encourage 
all of our staff at every level, hey, give back in some way. And uh, if that's volunteering at the school, if that's uh, doing something nice at your church, if that's taking a leadership role, which you've been tremendous at since you're uh, joining our our executive team, putting yourself out there, lend your talents to those other organizations. So, you know, be a team player and help make them better. And I think it, you know, uh, the old saying, what is it? You know, high tides raises all ships. Uh And, you know, I think that's the thought process that the board instills in us. And then I think there's another layer to it, which is, you know, our membership has been so loyal Mm -hmm. and so good to us that they continue to come back to us for their day-to-day banking needs, for their their first home, their second home, their vacation home, um, you know, their recreational vehicle, their child's first car loan, um, that they've paid it forward to us. And it's our obligation. And I know the board takes this very seriously that we pay it forward for those generations after us. And that comes in the form of supporting our YMCA, supporting our school districts, supporting our 4-H clubs, setting aside some money and going to the fair sales in all three counties and making sure that we're giving back to those Given back to those organizations that are the fabric of the community, and we hope to be right there with them. Yep, yep absolutely. Well, that's fantastic. Um, real quick shout out to our board president, Sarah Werbel. Thanks for letting us embark upon this journey and seeing it as a, uh, a as a worthy pursuit. Uh, we really appreciate it. We're going to come back for a second episode very soon. What do we uh, What do we have on deck for that? I think it's, uh, you know, you brought it up and it was how we landed on the name Quest and why it means so much. And I think as we start, you know, at the high level here with these uh, exploration episodes, that that's worthy of, of taking a good look at how we develop the name, why it's so important to us, how the brand drives what we do on a daily basis with our membership. And so that'll be episode two. And then and then we'll get down into the weeds, maybe with some stuff that people can listen to um, if they're trying to from your world, trying to figure out how to get their online banking bill pay set up, you know, whatever. And, And that's the goal of this is to get down and really talk about every everything that we do at a granular level so people can listen to this and understand and, and then, you know, uh, help themselves when we're unavailable to yes. field calls on a weekend or, um, you know, maybe it helps educate a kid about student loans and yeah. what to look for and what not to look for and that kind of stuff. So uh, hopefully yeah. this is, yeah. And, and Brian, I'm sure you're easily accessible through social media. Brian drives our social media, uh, outlets. And, and so if someone out there has a great idea or something that that they would like to hear or like to hear us talk about. Don't hesitate to reach out to us and let us know and we'll build it into an episode and get it on air. That sounds great. Uh, All right. Well, this is Brian Sprang. I am signing off. Matt Jennings signing off. Have a great day. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.